Welcome to Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. As always, I'm your host, Steve Coates. This week, I finally stepped out of the early 2000s and late 90s and got some batshit, ridiculous, nonsensical enjoyment out of this week's movie, which is 2015's RoboShark, directed by Jeffrey Scott Lando. I had an absolute fucking blast with this movie. It is ridiculous. The CGI, it's all CGI, like, we don't get any practical effects or anything like that. And I know that's usually, like, my big thing, like, that's what I love the most, but... When you get into something as just nonsense and ridiculous as this, like, this is also right up my alley. So this was a good fucking time. I'm going to get into the plot of this thing, so let's get into it. The movie starts off, and we're in space. We see, like, an alien ship flying through space, and then we see it, like, scanning our sun, and then eventually, I guess, it scans Earth or something, and it sends some probes out. One of them heads to Earth and lands in the ocean right near some Navy ships, And almost immediately, it's eaten by a shark. So the probe is just like this sphere thing with like red glowing lights. So the shark comes and eats it. It immediately starts turning into Robo Shark. It sheds its skin, and now it's it's Robo Shark. Like, boom, less than five minutes into this movie, and this is Robo Shark's origin. No mad scientist, just a random alien probe. We roll credits for a while underwater, and then we're inside a submarine, and it's being pursued by Robo Shark. It grabs onto the propeller and fucking spins around for a little bit before the propeller stops. The crew inside goes to red alert to try and figure out what the hell hit them. And and the shark is like a glowing metal shark with some like red highlights. And so like the red goes away. So it's like the shark turned off, I guess, and then starts sinking. And then the submarine sends out a ping. So I guess the shark turns itself off to avoid detection, maybe? I'm going to have to make a lot of loose connections here because they don't really give us a whole lot to go off of sometimes. So just just roll with me. We'll just pretend that this is exactly what they wanted to do. But then it comes back and it swims towards the sub. RoboShark scans the sub. It locks onto one part and then opens its mouth and its teeth just start like spinning or vibrating or something. The captain tells the crew to just start firing at it. He's like, I don't care. Just take your best guess. Sure, that'll fucking work. The shark drills into the side of the sub. It bursts in. We're inside the sub, and we just see this water splashing up against the captain. And then we just see the sub sink. I think. We just get a bunch of bubbles and whatnot. And then we just get Robo Shark swimming away. Now we're at the Pentagon, and there are some Navy and Army dudes talking about the submarine disappearing or being destroyed. The Admiral, Admiral Black, asks where it's heading, and the captain tells him Seattle. And then the Admiral just starts naming things from Seattle. He's like, oh, Starbucks, Nirvana, Microsoft, Hipsters, the Space Needle. <laughs> and then, like, his captain's like, uh, sir? He's like, we're gonna make our last stand in Seattle. I don't know what the fucking point of that conversation was, but, yep. <laughs> and he's also, like, chugging down an energy drink, which he does a lot in this movie, which is kind of weird because, like, he's an older dude, right? He's an admiral in the Navy, so seeing him pound back energy drinks was, like, a little bit bizarre. Then we cut to Seattle, and more credits roll, but they've completely changed style, so now the credits are done as if they're, like, text messages coming up. As the last bit of credits roll, we get this terrible shot of RoboShark taking out a small seaplane. The music was, like, so upbeat, and, like, the effects were just, like, so poorly done, I thought it was just something they put together for the credits, but no, like, this actually plays a role in the plot of this story. Then we're in a house, and the guy's cooking breakfast. His name is Rick. His daughter is at the table. Her name is Melody. Uh, His wife, Trish, comes into the kitchen. Rick calls out to Trish and asks if she wants pancakes. She says no. There's guys waiting outside for her. Uh, she's referring to her uh, cameraman and sound man or whatever because uh, she's a weather girl or a reporter for the news. Melody is watching videos on her phone. Rick tries to get her attention, but she's like so enthralled in her phone. Like no matter how many times he asks her to pay attention, she's just like completely oblivious. Melody puts her phone down for a second. Trish comes back into the kitchen. They have some like sweet family moment. 
And then Melody looks back at her phone, and someone has sent her a video of RoboShark taking out the plane. So that video that I thought was supposed to be just for fun or just as a joke is very much a part of this movie. She finally looks back up from her phone, and Trish asks what she's watching and sees the video, comments on how fake it looks, she's not wrong, and then tells Melody not to believe everything she sees on the internet. And Melody's like, no, really, Mom? Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, like, Jesus. Rick chimes in and says, yeah, that's why we have the news and your mother, guarding of truth and democracy. Like, she's a weather girl. Like, (laughs) okay, ease off there, Rick. Trish gets into the news van. Uh, There's two guys in there. They tell her what a great anchor she is, and she says, not really. All she does is weather. And then they suggest, like, going rogue and finding their own story. They talk about the last time that they did this, and they blew it. So they tried to do a story on the mayor's brother uh, shaking down a strip club, and it turned out, like, not to be true. It was just a total fucking failure. Trish talks about wanting to impress her boss and to just follow orders. The guy driving agrees and says, yeah, that's how you get promoted. The guy in the middle... Uh, says they should go rogue and do that story on the plane-eating shark, and then goes on to describe the video. Trish still doesn't believe the story and says, that's the kind of stuff that's wrong with the news. It's all the fake stuff. As they're driving, they see a bunch of military personnel in a field or park, and they all wonder, like, what's going on. Trish calls her boss, Dan, to run a story by him, but he just wants her to go do the weather story he's already got her on. And we only see, like, her side of this conversation. Like, we don't see Dan at all. Actually, come to think of it, I don't think we see fucking Dan at any point in this movie. He's mentioned quite a few times, but I'm pretty sure I don't fucking see him in this movie at all. The middle guy says to forget Dan, and she agrees, so they're going rogue. Cut to the water, and RoboShark ramps up and slams into a big pipe, putting a big hole in it. Then we go to Rick's work, and he asks about some pipe backup. So, like, he works for, like, the water company, like, water treatment company or sewage company or something for the city. Something along those lines. Back with Trish, her and the guys pull up to the park and start filming the Navy guys. It's supposed to look like they're setting up base camp or something, but, like, we can clearly just see, like, regular people walking around in the park. So, yeah. Like, it... it, And they're kind of, like, behind a fence, but it it seems like it should be real easy to film them and do a story. Because, like, they're not guarding anything. (laughs) Trish gets a call from Dan, and she tries to defend the story. As she's arguing with him, the other guys are miming sharks to her. And then she pitches the idea to Dan that the Navy being in town might have something to do with the mutant shark. So she explains the shark video, and Dan just hangs up on her. And she looks at the guys, she's like, Why did you say, make me say mutant shark? And they're like, Yeah, you shouldn't have said mutant shark. You should have said, like, big shark or great white shark, but not mutant shark. Thanks, guys. That's really fucking helpful. (laughs) Then one of the guys makes a joke that it sounds like one of those sci-fi movies, which they're, like, literally in a fucking sci-fi movie right now. And then we get another shot of RoboShark breaking into a pipe, and then he swims inside the pipe. So we go back to Rick's work, and on a display screen, we see something is wrong with one of the pipes, obviously. Rick sends some people out to go fix it or take a look at it. Now we start cutting between Trish outside a coffee shop and inside the coffee shop and Rick at work. Trish calls Rick and tells him the mute shark story she pitched Dan and how it like probably ruined her career. She thinks she's going to get fired. Inside the coffee shop, a cyclist orders some like douchey ass coffee drink. He's like, uh, can I get like a double macchiato with themed cream and some almonds on top? And like, maybe if you can just sacrifice your first, but like just the stupid fucking drink. He's supposed to be in Starbucks, I am assuming, because we're in Seattle. Uh, But they call it just, like, coffee time or something stupid like that. And he has a GoPro on his helmet just to be, like, a full-on douchey cyclist. Rick then kind of laughs at Trish's idea, and he also makes the joke that that sounds like a sci-fi movie. Like, it's the second time we've gotten this fucking joke, and I'm pretty sure we see it, like, three or four more times in this movie. Trish is concerned about losing her job when she turns 40 and is replaced with some hot young thing. And then she says Dan, like, never listens to her, as Rick is, like, totally not listening to her. And, like, at his job, we can see screens flashing and hear warning beeps. Rick explains what's going on, and Trish then tells him about the Navy guys, where she is, and the alerts he's getting are for the area she is in, and that maybe there's a connection. Rick says it's probably just the snow and ice. Their system isn't designed to handle this. And it's like, well, why the fuck isn't your system designed to handle snow and ice? You're in Seattle. Like, you're not in fucking California. What are you doing? 
We then cut to Roboshark drilling his way through the earth, or I guess he's supposed to be going through pipes? Ah, uh, I don't know. So, yeah, like, their system is definitely not fucking designed for this. Rick hangs up the phone, and Trish looks out at the park, and the Navy guys have a piece of the airplane from the video. But, like, why the fuck is the, a piece of this airplane in the park? Like, why did the Navy bring it there? And, like, since when is the Navy concerned about giving exposition for this movie? <laughs> like, it was just weird. Like, the, there was no reason for this part of this plane to be there. Like, it was just completely unnecessary. Trish keeps saying it's the plane from the video and then runs towards the coffee shop in slow motion. Inside, the other two guys are in line. The coffee shop starts shaking. The barista is blasted in the face with steam. The cyclist turns his GoPro on because he thinks it's going to be, like, the greatest video ever made. Roboshark bursts through the floor, grabs the barista. The shop explodes and blows Trish back before she can even make it inside. Inside, the cyclist is still alive, and he's just staring at Roboshark and is like, Oh, yeah, it's so cool. And then he tries to upload the video, but he has no reception, and then Roboshark eats him. <laughs> And again, like, the deaths are not gory, we don't really see much. It's kind of just more like the situations that we find these people and this shark in. Like, that's what makes this movie shine, because it's just so fucking funny. Like, you gotta see some of these characters on screen for yourselves, because it's just fucking hilarious how this all comes together. Trish runs into the shop and is horrified by the scene. A couple of army or navy guys come in and pull her outside. The other two news guys wake up, they're still alive. Outside, Trish is in an ambulance. She's being given oxygen, which she doesn't need. She wasn't even inside of the explosion. And she even says, like, enough with the oxygen before leaving the ambulance. It's like they didn't know what else to do with her. So they're like, ah, <laughs> oxygen. <laughs> Outside, we see people injured, uh, reporters interviewing people, which is probably what she should be doing, being a reporter and all. Uh, the camera guys meet up with Trish, and they all make sure they're okay. Trish tries to tell them what to do and one of them holding a camera says they've been reassigned to Veronica. Veronica walks over to Trish and asks what happened and says she looks like she's been hit by a truck, but she's asking in like a very condescending way. So she's like a younger, uh, blonde, bubbly reporter like that basically Trish is afraid is going to replace her. Like this is exactly what she's afraid of. Trish says this is her story and she was there when it all happened. Veronica says Dan told her to do that story and said that she was supposed to be doing something about snow somewhere else. Veronica gets on camera and she is the most annoying and shitty reporter I have ever fucking seen. She's all smiley and giggling and talking like she was there when the explosion happened, which she wasn't, and then pulls a firefighter aside to question him. The fireman says they're dealing with a gas explosion. Trish interrupts and says, no, I was there. Something came out of the floor. And the fireman's like, yeah, gas. <laughs> and Veronica is just going, like, back and forth with the mic between Trish and the fireman. And, like, she is way too happy about everything. I fucking hate her. The fireman asks her name. She says her name is Trish and, you know, I'm part of Channel 55 and tells him what happened. He interrupts her and is like, oh, you're Trish, the wacky weather girl. And so we just get a montage of her wearing like various silly outfits she has worn while reporting the weather. The fireman then tells her to leave this to the professionals and she should focus on the weather. Ouch. Trish walks away and calls Rick. She says she's getting a call from Dan and she's probably going to be fired. Rick then asks if she saw something come up from the sewers, and she says, yeah, but I'm probably crazy. And Rick is like, no, something is in the sewer system, and it's not frozen pipes. He then says a location where they're detecting more activity, and she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> so she's like, okay, I'm gonna head there. Not like, hey, love you, not just like, bye. And Rick is like, what? No, wait. Trish gets in the news van, and the stoner-looking uh, news guy joins her, and they drive away. And as they do, Veronica yells at them, What the hell do you think you're doing? And she does it in, like, that kind of voice. And then the cameraman reminds her that they're still alive. She turns to the camera, smiles, and says, A tragedy of monumental proportions. Die. Please die. Oh my god. How is she a reporter? There's dead bodies and tragedy, and she is smiling. Like, I wonder how many times she had to suck Dan's dick just to get this far. Like, god damn. Now we're at a sewage treatment plant. Someone named Malone picks up a phone, and Rick is on the other end. He tries to explain that something big is in the pipes near them, 
And then Malone makes joke about big poops in the pipes. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, there's some big stuff in there, all right. <laughs> like, oh my god. And then he hangs up on Rick, calling him a bureaucratic joker. He then calls down to a guy on the floor below and asks if there's any back pressure coming from the pipes. And the guy says, yeah, there's quite a quite a bit of back pressure in the solids tank. And Malone says, oh, you mean the poop tank? And the guy says, yeah, the poop tank. And they say all this with straight faces. It is amazing. Like, <laughs> it's just so good. Like, it's just, it's stupid and pointless, but I don't know. I fucking enjoyed it. They try to troubleshoot, and the place starts shaking. Malone tells everyone to leave. People start running and leaving, and Malone just stands there as the tank explodes. He is covered in shit now, <laughs> which is great, because he's an asshole. He looks at the exploded tank for a while, and then RoboShark bursts out and nabs him. And now we're outside, Trish and her news guy pull up. They're disgusted by the smell, and they, they're planning on going live. Trish calls Dan and tells him she's at the plant, but he doesn't want her to go on air and to wait for Veronica. Again, what is Dan's obsession with Veronica? She's fucking awful. She sucks. So Veronica pulls up, gets out of the car, and gives Trish shit for stealing the news van. Trish gets a text from her daughter about RoboShark. Trish opens the link, and it's the GoPro footage from the cyclist guy, so I guess he got reception at some point. Or maybe RoboShark uploaded it. I don't know, that's a possibility. <laughs> she calls over uh, the news guy. Uh, his his name is Louie. I'll call him by his name, I guess. His name is Louie. This is the stoner-looking news guy, okay? His name is Louie. The other guy's name is Eric, I think. She shows him the footage, and he says, That's a shark robot. Trish says, They're calling it... Robo Shark. Oh, they said it. They said the name of the movie. <laughs> Louis is like, yeah, have you seen Robocop? And remember Robocroc? Another fucking sci-fi movie, so that's like our second sci-fi reference. Now we get a text exchange from Melody and Trish. Melody wants to join her mom on the story, and Trish just wants her to stay in school. Veronica is getting ready to interview someone. Uh, they're covered in shit, and then they sneeze on her. She freaks out and tells the camera guy like not to film it and then when we go back to Trish and Louie she's still freaking out in the background at Rick's work he's trying to answer like a million phone calls Trish calls him and she wants to know where it's headed next he refuses but she tells him it was RoboShark he's in disbelief and then we hear Admiral Black enter Rick's work Rick hangs up the phone to see what's going on Admiral Black and his men enter Rick's work in slow motion they start setting up computers and whatnot, and, like, they're setting up for the long haul, so they're setting up some sort of, like, base camp here. We've seen this scene a million times in movies, right? It's like, oh, yeah, we need to take over this civilian area for military purposes. Bah, bah, bah. Black introduces himself to Rick, and Black wants his help to track whatever it is in the sewer system. Black says his country needs him. He needs to protect the American people, and Rick is more than happy to help as they have an awkward-ass handshake. Like, they shake hands for so long, and then, like, they just get... I don't know, it's just really weird. <laughs> Melody arrives at the sewage plant and immediately starts bitching about the smell. Well, yeah, like, what the fuck were you expecting? Like, even on a good day, a sewage plant doesn't smell great. Like, <laughs> let alone after a fucking explosion. She gets into the news van with Louie. Trish asks how she knew where she was, and she says she has her on phone tracker. So the kid's, like, tracking the parents? Like, yeah, that's not concerning at all. Trish says she's going to take her back to school and that Veronica has the story and the only way to track it was with Rick. And Melody tells her this is why she needs her there. So the daughter starts looking up tweets about water outages and blah blah blah. Techie youngster helps older lady do news story. That's all that's happening. <laughs> Melody says there's something happening at the mall so they drive away. Veronica freaks out on camera guy again on Eric as they steal the van for the second time. At the mall, people are going about their business, and then the mall uh, starts shaking. The floor starts cracking, and RoboShark bursts through the floor. <laughs> Some Navy guys enter the mall. They stop at the map of the mall to try and find their way. And then as they're running, and every time they step, and every time they're near the camera and we see them, we hear them go, hut, 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 hut. So, like, it's just a bunch of army dudes yelling, hut, 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 like, every time they're walking around. It's so ridiculous. The Navy guys go up a few flights of stairs and finally end up on the same floor as RoboShark. I, I think this was just a bit that they were doing because they were going like up and down all kinds of stairs and like 
I'm assuming RoboShark was on the fucking ground floor, because that's really the only thing that would make sense, but who knows? This movie doesn't make sense. It doesn't need to make sense. It's called RoboShark. It's fine. (laughs) They start shooting at it, but their bullets, like, just bounce off of it. It dives into the ground and starts going towards them. They start to fall back. We see RoboShark come at the camera, and we hear the Navy guys screaming. So I guess they're all fucking dead now. (laughs) Trish, Louie, and Melody pull up outside the mall, Trish and Louie are about to head inside. Trish doesn't want Melody to come in, and Melody is like, oh yeah, that's a great idea, like in movies, when everyone splits up and they leave the girl in the car to protect her, and then it's like, oh no, here comes the monster headed toward the girl all alone. And this is probably the smartest thing anyone has said in this movie so far. This is actually probably one of the smartest things I've heard somebody say in one of these movies for a while, so, yeah, good for you. And she's only like 15 in this movie, so like... Like, she's just a little bit smarter than her mother when it comes to a few things, so it's a little bit concerning, but eh. (laughs) Melody is insistent on coming and stopping her mother from doing anything stupid, which at this point, I mean, it's probably not a bad idea to keep Trish from doing something fucking stupid, because she seems kind of useless from time to time. So Trish reluctantly agrees, and they go inside. They go live as soon as they head down the escalator. We hear gunshots being fired off. We can see where RoboShark first appeared, and Trish is a bit reluctant, but Melody says they need to get the story. It's like, well, maybe Melody should just take over the lead, because Trish is becoming fucking useless. <laughs> like, you like you wanted to be a big bad reporter. Well, here's your chance. You gotta go where the fucking story is. So they start heading towards the chaos. RoboShark is just flapping its tail, and they hear him eat someone, and then they run away. They head up the escalator, and Trish tries to get a hold of Dan, She says to Melody, watch the power of the news. Trish just gets, like, somebody else on the phone, like Dan's assistant or somebody, and she says, like, yeah, no, this is gonna be, like, the story of the century, and then she hangs up, and she's like, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna call me back. And, like, I kind of feel like she should know Dan won't believe her, or, like, like, we really shouldn't be trusting Dan, (laughs) right? Like, why is she putting all of this on Dan? Like, no. So Melody's like, okay, so... And then Trish is like, let's put it online! And it's like, yeah, welcome to the 21st century, weather girl. You can put things on the internet now. You don't need a fucking news van to do it. Jesus. So then we get a montage of Louie, Trish, and Melody putting a video together. And it's all, like, upbeat and happy music. Like, the whole soundtrack for this movie, it's like a kid's movie. Like, take the soundtrack from, like, any 2000s, like, kids movie. Just slap it over top of this movie, and it's probably not that different. (laughs) So, just a guy to give you a feel of what the, like, how this whole thing goes together. They upload the video to YouTube, and it starts going viral. We see people around the world, or, you know, stock footage, of people reacting to the video. And there's weird text bubbles. Then they start responding to the comments on the video. And then the montage goes on and on. They get out of the van and argue, but still part of this weird montage scene. When they go back into the van, we see the video has like 5 million plus likes, so they're all happy now. Now we're back with Rick. He's on the phone with Trish. She tells him about being at the mall, and Melody is with her. She says she's helping get the word out, and that she's incredible. Rick still seems to be in disbelief about the RoboShark, and he's upset Melody is there. She overhears this somehow like Rick says oh great I'm on speakerphone but like I'm pretty sure he isn't so I think somebody fucked up somewhere (laughs) she says she's not a kid anymore she has 11,000 followers on Instagram and Rick asks like what that has to do with anything which is a valid fucking question like what is you having 11,000 followers on Instagram have to do with you not being a kid anymore it doesn't make any fucking sense like Rick looks out at the Navy guys and back on the phone and says they're probably going to get cut off because the Navy guys are using him to find the shark. Melody reminds him it's Robo Shark. <laughs> so, like, Rick believes there's a shark now. He doesn't. Maybe just, like, whatever the plot needs from him at whatever time. Like, that's just what Rick believes. A Navy guy comes in and tells Rick the Admiral will approve any calls coming or going at the news van. Louis is saying, whoa, the Navy. Sounds like some top secret weapon or something. (laughs) And Trish tells him to stop spouting the conspiracy theories and then asks why uh, Melody asked about Rick's passwords. And then Melody is like, seriously, Mom? So we can listen in, obviously. 
How is this obvious to anyone? How are we supposed to know that that was your fucking plan? Like, come on. Like, ugh, you're on thin ice with me, Melody. I had high hopes for you, and now you're on thin fucking ice. Like, come on. You're supposed to be the smarter one here. Rick goes and talks to the Admiral and says his wife and kid are in the middle of all this, and he can't just cut him off like that. The Admiral opens an energy drink, chugs it down, then crushes the can. They really focus on him crushing the can. Like, are we supposed to be intimidated by this guy? Like, I could crush that can. My Boston Terrier could crush that can. Like, he's not doing anything fucking special. (laughs) The Admiral says there's a lot at stake here and not to test him. So he takes Rick into his office and says what he's about to tell him is top secret, and if he tells anyone, they'll kill him. Rick nervously laughs and asks if they're serious. And the Admiral says, no, we won't kill you, you're an American. We'll just ruin your credibility. (laughs) Yeah, that, that sounds about right. We then cut to the van... And the three amigos are watching this on a laptop, so Melody has accessed her dad's computer and is listening in on this. And somehow the Navy has allowed this to happen, so somehow they don't have a secure connection going on there. Great job, Navy. Melody calls the Admiral a douche, and her mom gives her shit, and then Louis looks at her and he's like, oh, classic douche, yeah, man. (laughs) And then Rick is like, okay, maybe you guys shouldn't tell me anything. And then Black is like, oh, you're in too deep now, Rick. And Rick's like, deep, 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 deep. They go back and forth saying deep like a few times. It's so fucking weird. Black then tells Rick that an alien, yes, an alien spaceship fired something at the Earth and it's taken out an American nuclear submarine. And he gets all teary-eyed about it because it was his first command. And so now he's sad that the submarine's gone. Yep. Rick is like, are you sure? Black says, we're the American Navy. We don't make mistakes. I'm sure a quick Google search will clarify if that's true. It's probably not. (laughs) Then Black says they're going to kick that alien shark's ass back to whatever planet it came from. Black receives a phone call from his superior, I assume. And then his captain asks, when will he be here? Any minute. And Rick, like just like the rest of the audience, is wondering who the fuck he's talking about. The captain responds with, the most powerful man in the world. Rick assumes it's the president. It's not. Rick sees a bunch of people entering the office floor, and with them is a Bill Gates-looking motherfucker. But his name is not Bill Gates, it is Bill Glates. That's Bill Glates with an L. (laughs) He waves at everyone and just randomly says, Hi, I'm Bill. Hi, I'm Bill. Hi, I'm Bill. To just, like, generally anybody in the office, like, Hi, I'm Bill. Hi, I'm Bill. (laughs) Rick shakes his hand, and he's all nervous. Bill says hi to Black. They haven't seen each other since 2010 when Bill tried to sell the army electric tanks. It didn't go well. (laughs) Bill's like, oh, electric tanks. What was I thinking? (laughs) I I guess they're just going to do a lot of commentary on Bill Gates, (laughs) which is fine. Bill says he wants to use the alien tech to solve all the world's problems. Black asks how he plans to do that, and Bill says he's going to communicate with the shark via math and music. And then he has a tablet that plays that song from Close Encounters of the Third Kind, or something similar anyways, the do-do-do-do-do-boom. Yeah, so they're doing uh, Close Encounters now. (laughs) He says he'll use that at first to establish communication, and then he's going to use the MS drone, and someone with a briefcase opens it up to reveal this drone all neatly packed. He's going to use it to shut down RoboShark and then reverse engineer the technology, And then everyone in the office is just, like, super impressed with Bill. Except Black. He fucking hates Bill. So, now Bill Glates is at a park with his team. He's on the phone and asks, how much longer is it going to be? I'm getting cold. I'm going to tell Belinda global warming is a good thing. (laughs) Fucking so stupid. At the office, Rick is trying to figure out where the shark is. As he's doing this, Black commands a couple people to get the choppers up. Fully loaded, Gatling guns, missiles, everything. And then Rick exclaims over the phone that he's found it. It's at THX1138. And for those of you that don't know, that is a George Lucas reference. That was the first movie he fucking directed in like film school, turned it into his first feature. So yeah, just more nerdy references. Bill starts flying his drone around and is like, yeah, come on, come and get it, baby. (laughs) Rick is in his office. He sees something on his laptop and starts freaking out. 
I think he saw his screen was being shared or something. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I think he's like, oh, someone's like else is on my computer or something. Black comes in and asks him what's wrong, and he's like, I, I just have to use the bathroom. And so he just runs into a utility closet, like right in front of Black. Like, it's just so weird. But like, nobody calls him out on it. They're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so weird. He calls Trish and asks if she's hacked into his computer and is listening on the conversation. She tells him, no, she isn't. But Melody is. <laughs> Rick says they'll probably shoot her for treason. Like, Rick is more of a Jerry from, like, Rick and Morty. Like, he's he's like Morty and Jerry put into one. Because, like, he's kind of useless. He freaks out all the time. Yeah. Yeah, That that's who Rick is in this, <laughs> this fucking movie. Trish tells him to stop being so dramatic. He then asks where they are, and she hesitates, and he knows they're at the park. And she says, well, this is where the story is. He tells them to get out of there, but she's like, no way. Aliens? Bill Glates? This is a big story, and I'm right in the middle of it. She then says she can feel it coming. And yes, she did sort of say it in a sexual way. She's like, I can feel it coming. She hangs up on Rick. The closet door opens. It's the captain, and Rick acts like he was just grabbing toilet paper and they somehow believe this. Back at the park, Bill is still flying his fucking drone. RoboShark finally shows up and starts chasing the drone around. We mostly just see the fin sticking out of the ground while it's chasing it. RoboShark locks onto Bill and heads towards him. Bill loads the virus. RoboShark eats the drone, and I don't know if that was part of the plan or not, but he did it. (laughs) Bill looks at his screen and says, let's see what this thing is made of. And he sees the screen, and it's doing that, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey flashing lights when Dave goes into the monolith sort of thing. And he even says, my god, it's full of stars. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. I love it, though. There's so many fucking nerdy references in this. It's so good. The shark grabs Bill and starts dragging him around the park. We just see, like, the top half of Bill's body and dirt flying around. Trish freaks out and starts yelling, it ain't Bill Glates! It ain't Bill Glates! And Louis is like, I have never shot anything like this before. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no shit, buddy. I don't think anybody shot anything like that before. Back in the office, Black is commenting on billionaires always sticking their noses where they don't belong. And, like, the captain, or either him or the captain's like, huh, one fewer, right? <laughs> Black asks Rick uh, where the shark is headed next, so Rick speaks loudly and is like, It's going to the high school, where people shouldn't go. Like, so I guess he's doing this because he doesn't want Trish to follow the shark, but she's following it because she's listening. So if he had just talked quieter, like, maybe she wouldn't know where to go, and he wouldn't be putting his wife and daughter in danger. I don't know, just saying. Melody tells Trish that the shark is going to the high school next. Black tells Rick not to worry. He's going to take Robo Shark out. And Rick is like, after you evacuate the school, right? And Black just says, oh, I wish I could. And then he uses some excuse like, oh, we can't let the enemy know our plans. Uh, I would say the Navy allowing a bunch of high schoolers to stay in school while he sends attack helicopters to destroy an alien life being without informing the school should be considered a mistake. But I thought the Navy didn't make mistakes, huh? Weird. The General even says at one point, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And Rick had the same reaction I did. Wrath of Khan? Are you serious right now? <laughs> but the Admiral has, like, no idea what that means, apparently. He's like, huh? Who's Khan? Oh, God. The three amigos are in the van driving to the high school, and they realize uh, they haven't notified the high school to evacuate. Then Trish says, how are we going to do that? Melody then chimes in, and it's like, Mom, calm down. I have 100,000 followers because of RoboShark. Watch this. At the high school, we're at a swimming pool during a swim match, We see tweet bubbles above people's phones as they assumingly get Melody's tweets, I guess. The swim match continues, so I guess that tweet did fuck all. The tweet bubbles continue, but I have to imagine that there is an easier and more effective way to get this school to evacuate. For example, calling in a bomb threat. Calling one of her friends. Calling one of her friends to pull the fire alarm. Like, there's like a hundred different things she could have done to evacuate the school besides fucking tweeting like god damn it fucking youngsters jesus 
The three amigos rush to the pool area and tell everyone to leave, so yeah, Melody's tweet literally did nothing because they're the ones who ended up fucking evacuating everybody. People start leaving the area, one man falls in the pool, drops his phone, Roboshark bursts through the floor of the pool and starts swimming after this dude. Trish and Louie are just standing there filming everything, like not one of them is helping anybody. Trish gives Melody shit for being on her phone, and Melody says Roboshark is following her. As in, like, I guess on fucking Twitter. Roboshark is following her on Twitter. And Trish is like, what? Melody starts typing to Roboshark. As she does, his POV goes from being red to green. Trish asks what she sent him, and Melody says, Please stop killing us, crying face. And then they have, like, some dumb argument over, like, what an emoji is, what an emoticon is. And it's like, yeah, haha, the mom is older, so technology is strange to her. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Now, Roboshark fucking texts her back some emojis. He texts her, rocket ship, fish, cry face. <laughs> We see Roboshark in the pool, and the red highlights have turned green, and now it's also making music. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, like, Bill Glates said something about, like, communicating with music and whatnot, but, like, he never actually got a chance to communicate with music. It doesn't even, I don't even think he tried to in the park. So, I, I don't know what the point of the shark making music is, but it does. It starts making music. Just go with it. <laughs> Melody walks over to the pool. Roboshark comes up to her, and she starts petting the fucking thing, and says, Friends. <laughs> Fuck me. Trish makes sure Louie is filming. He pans the camera to the windows, and we see the attack helicopters. He tells Melody and Trish to run. The helicopter announces it's going to begin firing, and then starts shooting. A firing squad comes in and starts shooting at Roboshark. Like, is this fucking necessary? Do we need an attack helicopter and a firing squad? And also, like, isn't there a real danger of friendly fire here? Like, seriously, for a Navy that doesn't make any mistakes, supposedly, like, they're pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> the squad stops shooting. Roboshark has stopped moving. Black starts celebrating. He crushes his energy drink can because he's so excited. And he's like, yeah, US Navy 1, Roboshark 0. Um, okay, Roboshark ate a guy at a coffee shop. Oh, and the 180-plus people on that submarine you mentioned earlier. So it's closer to, like, Roboshark 182, U.S. Navy 1. <laughs> like, let's be real here with the numbers. The captain walks over to Rick, who's tied to a chair, and starts cutting him loose. The admiral says they're going to give him a break. Then Rick asks about his wife and daughter, and the captain and admiral just shake their heads. But then they're like, psych, they're fine, got you! <laughs> Worst fucking admiral ever ever. <laughs> Rick flips out and says, this isn't a comedy! Then he turns his head to one of Bill Glates' guys and is like, right? And the guy just kind of shakes his head. Yes, we get it. This movie is very much a fucking comedy. Come on. <laughs> At the pool, over the radio, we hear Black ask if the target is confirmed to be down. And the guy says, I don't know, we'll need to send divers down. So a bunch of people go scuba diving into the pool with guns. The three amigos are getting into the news van. Melody stops and says, Mom, it looked at me and it looked like it was smart. They got it all wrong and now it's dead. <sighs> There's a lot to unpack there. Like, one, the shark only stopped killing because you asked it to. Two, I'm not even sure why that worked. <laughs> but either way, hilarious. Melody and Trish hug and then Veronica pulls up behind them. She gets out of the car and asks what she's doing there with her van. And Trish responds with getting the first communication with Roboshark on camera. Like, oh snap, bitch, yes, you tell her. And then tells her they killed it, but she got that on camera too. Veronica argues that she's the reporter, so that footage belongs to her, and that it's her story. Melody goes to Veronica and shows her how many Twitter followers she has, which is almost a million. And if she comes a step closer, she'll tweet out that she stole her mom's story, and then she says that's just the beginning. She'll also tell everyone about her nose job, the Botox, and then some lesbian weekend she had in Cabo. <laughs> okay. Veronica caves in and walks away. Melody gets a notification on her phone, and she says Roboshark is still alive. Trish asks what the message says, and Melody says, Roboshark, phone, home. <laughs> Fucking E.T. reference now. Yeah, Roboshark, phone, home. And then the camera just pulls back like it's so dramatic. <laughs> And now we're back with Black, and he says he wants confirmation that Roboshark is dead. 
Rick gets a notification on his phone. Black asks what it is, and he says, RoboShark is alive. You gotta get those divers out of there. Black says, the enemy is wounded. They'll finish the job, because that's what they do. In the pool, we see RoboShark, like, coming back online. The divers start shooting at it. RoboShark levels out. Then two Gatlin guns, one from either side of him, starts coming out of his sides, and then just starts firing at the divers until they're dead. And then RoboShark drills into the bottom of the pool, and it's gone. Like, fucking, like, fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> fucking Gatlin guns on the fucking shark, man. Jesus. Oh, I loved it. Black walks over to Rick and asks if him and his family are in some sort of terrorist relationship with RoboShark. Rick denies it, and Black just keeps pushing him for info, so Rick starts telling him for the past few hours... RoboShark has been moving in a straight line, and it's headed towards the Space Needle. And then Black is like, of course the Space Needle. And Rick is like, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, like, what are you talking about? And then he says, they've been expecting something like this, an attempt to communicate with the mothership. Rick laughs, but Black is, like, dead serious, and says he can't allow that communication to go through. It must be stopped at all costs. Black then says, Rick is coming with them. Why? Why is Rick coming with <laughs> Uh, I I can get it. It's just a gag that they do. Like, they just fucking bring Rick along everywhere they go, even though, like, they really don't need him. But, yeah, (laughs) it doesn't make any fucking sense. And then Rick gets a notification on his phone. It's a message that says, We know what you are planning. Hashtag free (laughs) RoboShark. Fucking Christ. So good. Rick says he has to go to the bathroom again. Then he goes back to the utility closet. Like, why haven't they taken his phone away yet? Like, if they think he knows something, why are they just letting him keep his phone? In the van with the three amigos, Trish gets a call from Rick. She picks up, but Melody takes the phone and says, no, you're driving. Again, sometimes this kid is smarter than everyone. Like, more so like more so than a lot of other characters in, her, in here. He asks for Trish, but Melody says, no, it's not safe to talk and drive. And Rick is like, not safe? Then stay away from the Space Needle. The Navy is bringing out the big guns. Melody says they can't kill RoboShark. Rick says, honey, it's the U.S. Navy. They're going to get it done. (laughs) Which I mean, yeah, I mean, they'd nuke the place just to say that they were victorious. So he's not totally wrong. Melody then says, RoboShark is friendly. He's following me. Rick is like, following you? Then you need to run. Run, Melody. Run. She then says, what if, like, RoboShark was nice and it just wanted to see what the Earth was like, but then people started trying to kill it? And it's like, maybe, but it didn't seem to have a whole lot of issue taking out that submarine before it fired on it. But I mean, I can, I guess I can kind of see that. But that's a pretty fucking loose thread there, sweetie. (laughs) They then have a conversation about followers and friends online. She's like, you can't friend someone on Twitter, you follow them. And I don't think RoboShark has Facebook. (laughs) And at this point, Rick is, like, completely unhinged. And he's like, what are you talking about? This is RoboShark! (laughs) And then then the door opens. The captain is standing there. Rick asks if he's ready to go. The captain takes his phone and snaps it in half. Like, finally. Jesus. We see two helicopters approaching the Space Needle. Rick is holding on for dear life. Black is drinking more energy drinks. He crushes a can and throws it out the helicopter... And then we actually follow it, and then it hits someone on the ground. Like, it was brief. Like, it was just a guy and his girlfriend walking, and then it, like, hits him in the nose, and it's like, oh, wow, that hurt. Oh. <laughs> like, I, it was like it was a brief shot, and it was totally unnecessary, but they did it. <laughs> and then Black is yelling on the radio to get everything ready, and he wants the president on the phone to get a green light to use tactical nukes. Rick yells at the Admiral that he can't use nukes on Seattle, and Black says he's never been a fan of this city ever since uh, some sporting event, And but then he says he's joking. Who cares? The Admiral gets a harness on and gets ready to repel from the helicopter and says, the RoboShark stops here, and you're coming too, Rick. <laughs> the Captain gears Rick up, and then Rick is like, oh, you're just joking. The Captain says, Nope. And then just, like, throws him out of the helicopter. So Rick is on this repelling line, just freaking out. He gets on the roof, and him and the Admiral start going down the stairs. The captain tells Rick the plan is for Rick to tell them where the shark is, and then they'll shoot. I'm no expert, but I'm pretty fucking sure the Navy doesn't need Rick at this point. Like, he's just more of a liability. Rick starts working on his computer to find the shark. The building shakes, and Rick is like, It's here! (laughs) 
Jesus Christ. The three amigos are going live from the bottom of the Space Needle. Trish spots Melody going into some opening in the ground. So Melody goes in, and she's in some sort of cave system, I think. And she finds RoboShark, and it's making, like, just a bunch of weird techie noises. Like, it sounds like it's trying to connect to fucking dial-up internet. Back in the tower, one of the military guys says, It's overloading, and the computer catches fire, and then the guy is just on fire now. Like... <laughs> Again, totally unnecessary, totally out of nowhere, but he's on fire now. Rick says he needs to get his wife and daughter out of there, or a million people are going to watch uh, Black blow Seattle up live, and then ask like, how he's going to explain that to a Senate subcommittee. And Black is like, goddamn social media can't run a proper war anymore. <laughs> Black tells the captain to get them out of there. They look at Rick's computer, and we see Melody approaching the shark. And now in the cave, we see Trish and Louie filming Melody. She puts her hand on RoboShark, and he turns green again as she pets it. The captain, Admiral, and Rick watch this, and the captain says, She's petting the RoboShark, sir. <laughs> ah, that, thanks, Captain. Obvious, we can fucking see that. Rick says, Don't you see? RoboShark is changing its message. That's my girl. And then a bunch of fucking military or Navy guys going, Hut, 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 come fucking walking into the cave. Come up behind the three amigos, push them out of the way. RoboShark turns red and then dives into the ground. Outside, we see the space needle start tipping. In the cave, a soldier carries Melody out as Trish and some soldiers run out. And RoboShark is like right behind them and it bursts out of the cave. The Navy guys start shooting at RoboShark and then Melody is sad. RoboShark starts taking the Navy guys out like one by one. Black and Rick are on the top of the Space Needle watching all this happen. Black points out some bombers are coming, and Rick says he can't bomb his family. The Admiral says he understands. RoboShark took out my sub. It was my first command. Fucking what? What does that have to do with you killing his fucking wife and daughter? Like, Jesus Christ, man. Like I said, worst fucking Admiral ever. Jesus. The bomber flies by and starts shooting at RoboShark. And, again, Melody is sad. They killed it again, Mom. <laughs> Fuck. Black yells into his radio to confirm the kill. Luby comes over, says he got everything on camera, and that they're all trending now. Veronica and her camera guy show up. She starts yelling, like, Are you kidding me? We got scooped by these two again! And then she starts freaking out at her camera guy, Eric, saying, like, This is all your fault. And then she starts calling him names and hitting him. The plane radios down that it looks like the target has been vaporized. So the Admiral and Captain are asking the plane for, like, confirmation. Like, they want to be 100%. The Admiral and Captain are fucking closer to this thing than anybody else, especially the plane. But the plane moves in for a closer look. Sure. On the ground, we see some dirt start to kick up, and RoboShark goes flying into the air. It takes out the plane and then slams back into the ground. Veronica yells at Eric she wants a close-up, and Eric is like, Hell no, it's a RoboShark! The plane crashes into the side of the Space Needle. It starts to tip over. Rick is yelling, We're all gonna die! And like, Black and the Captain just look completely stone-faced. The tower stops. Rick asks if they can get out of there, and we see Black and the Captain are teary-eyed, so they are actually a little bit scared. On the ground, Veronica is yelling at Eric to get in there and get the damn shot. She grabs the camera and heads towards the shark. Trish tells her no, and Veronica is like, shut up and watch how real professionals do it, weather girl. Veronica gets close to the shark and starts filming, and she's excited because she thinks this is going to get her a Peabody or something. On the tower, Black says, we're going to need a bigger bang. And we got our Jaws reference in there. Yay! Black tells the captain to call the warship and tell them to target the break in the tower. So he's trying to get them to blow the tower all the way down to land on RoboShark while they're still on the tower. And Rick is like, so we're just going to drop the Space Needle on RoboShark? But it's the iconic symbol of Seattle. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. Rick tries to crawl away. Not sure what his plan is. <laughs> we see a naval ship launch a rocket. Back on the ground, Veronica is still filming the shark. Back on the tower, Black tells his captain to take Sewer Boy, <laughs> aka Rick, and get out of there. Black is going to stay because otherwise they'll just tweet him and subcommittee him to death, so better to just go down with the ship. Yeah, because why should anybody take responsibility for their actions? That's ridiculous. And then Black says, it's just me and you now, RoboShark. And in the background, Rick and the captain are grabbing onto the rope for the helicopter. The missile hits the Space Needle. The tower starts coming down. Rick and the captain are on the rope. Trish 
yells at Veronica to get out of the way or she'll be crushed, and she responds with, Yeah, right, weather skank. Like, bitch, did you not hear the missile hit the giant tower above you? The four others yell at her. She finally looks up to see the tower coming down. Black is going, Yeehaw! Waving his hat around. <laughs> the tower lands, and we see pieces of Robo Shark scatter about. Melody goes, Mom is, is. And then Trisha's like, Yes, Veronica is dead. What? No, I mean Robo Shark. <laughs> yeah, she's more concerned about the death of Robo Shark than she is of, like, just human beings around which I mean I get I was glad Veronica died too so <laughs> is that Trish is like oh yeah yeah no he's he's dead again <laughs> a helicopter lands nearby Rick and a bunch of Navy guys get out and they run to them a lady walking her dog is going through the park she picks up her chihuahua as some Navy guys run by we zoom in on the dog its eyes turn red and we roll credits and I haven't seen fucking Robo Dog yet, so where's my fucking sequel, guys? <laughs> oh my god. I honestly, this movie was so much fucking fun. The pros, it was hilarious. Like, it was funny because it was so stupid. With this movie, I like I knew exactly what I was getting into for one. I'm like, okay, it's 2015, it's called Robo Shark. There's not going to be a, like, single speck of practical shark or gore or anything like that, which is fine. But what worked is this movie knew exactly what it was. It didn't try to be anything else other than that. It knew it was, like, a stupid shark comedy movie, so that's exactly what they made. They didn't try to make some Hollywood, like, wannabe. Nope, they knew exactly what they were fucking doing. At least that's how it feels. And also with a lot of, like, the pop culture references and, like, the nerdy references, it just sounded like people who enjoyed themselves and, like, they're just doing something they wanted to do. And I fucking appreciate the hell out of that. I mean, when it comes to the kills, they were all, like, pretty tame. Especially, it's, like, a CG shark. But, I mean, I think I gotta go with the swimming pool and the Gatlin guns because that was just a goddamn good time. And I didn't see it coming. Like, I wasn't expecting fucking Gatlin guns to roll out of the shark and kill a bunch of Navy divers. I never thought I'd say that sentence. <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah. And cons, as I said, only a CG shark, which is understandable. I could say the acting was bad, the CG was bad, but, like, taking into consideration... This was a made-for-TV movie. It's low-budget. And, like, they really leaned into the comedy and the absurd nature of it all. So, like, even then, it's not even much of a con. Unless, like, you really can't stand those sort of things. But, overall, this was fun as hell. Yes, it was complete nonsense. And there wasn't much in the way of blood or gore. But it is charming. So go into it with low expectations. And just go along for the ride. That was 2015's RoboShark. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Slasher, TikTok, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast. Uh, go to www.bucketofchumpodcast.com. Uh, all kinds of good stuff there. I've got blog updates. Uh, I've got a new donation button. So if you're feeling generous, donate to the podcast. And don't forget to leave a review and subscribe wherever you do get your podcast. And I will see you all next week for a brand new episode of Bucket of Chum. Thanks for listening to Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast.